This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people. Are you okay, Stephen? Sorry, what's happening? <laughs> Take two. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, by with you here again. Uh, lovely to be by with you all. Mark Afalalalalo's here. Welcome hello. back, Hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was like I wasn't here last week. It was really like that. Yeah, it was so. Yeah, um, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Peaceful, convincing, uh, calm. It was lovely. No, I mean it was. It was terrible. It was awful. So lovely to be back, Mark. Uh, we've also got Sean Priest back with us again. Hello, Sean Priest. Hey, I love this show. It's so ridiculous. It's good to be here. Yeah, can we, can we just explain maybe why it's ridiculous this week? <laughs> so, uh, I asked Sean to do a feature this week, Mark. Right on the uh, iOS. 15. You know, the uh, new operating system we're getting this I, year. I do. It's on my iPad. It's actually quite nice. I well, like that's it. right. It's, you can get it on the beta, obviously, at the moment. But, you know, for those of us who want to know what accessibility features are coming, I thought it'd be like, kind of nice to round it up, right? You know, like, do a little feature on it. So I suggest to uh, Sean that maybe we do that this week. And uh, he did. And uh, I got it, I think, about just a second before I hit the, the go button on the show. <laughs> There's actually a go button as well. There's an actual go button on the show. Uh, I, hit the button, actually, and it was just—it's just arrived. It's great. I wasn't referring to that, Stephen. I was referring right. to the the intro, which was actually the outro to the show. It was just amazing. I just—I—it just—it's everything this show is, and I love it. Yeah, but here's the thing—they didn't hear that because oh, we'll they will. That out. I, no, and, I'm saving that. No, and, that's and the staying thing in. is, they won't hear that, so you'll look like a fool. So you know. No, no, no. I'm doing the edit. It's staying in. <laughs> anyway, how are we all this week, Mark? How are you? What's I'm, I'm, I'm no complaints. I mean, I'm, I'm doing well. I feel first. energized. Uh, uh, I've slept a lot. Uh, it's been a good week without you guys. I mean, it's been a great week, and I'm glad to be here with you guys. Yeah, that's right. That, I'm oh, hurt. That, that was almost nice. Didn't Greg David tell you to be nicer to Sean Priest? Nice, Greg. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. No, he did. Definitely did. My <laughs> mate, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Greg's you're looking absolutely after you. right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got lots to talk about in the show this week. I'm going to be talking about some uh, new tech that I've got. This is literally off the press stuff. It is not even out yet anywhere. This is <gasps> brand new uh, tech that is out, and I'm going to tell you my thoughts on it. I got a chance to uh, have a play. It's right with me here, and I'll tell you all about a pair of Smart glasses. Oh, have you stolen them? Smart glasses. I want them. I want them. Mm-hmm. I want them. Uh, I'll, I'll tell, tell you, you why. Yeah, well, I think... I th- well, I don't want to say too much. No, no, we'll, I'll get to it later. Uh, this will keep them. This, is that what they call a tease? Is that, that's what they do. Oh, no? They call that a tease, don't they? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, well, we're going to uh, get into uh, that, and we're also going to talk as well about iOS 15. And lots more besides. We've got uh, lots to talk about. I want to start with an email from Lawrence, though, who says, Thanks for the great show, guys. Double Tap Canada should be an award winning show. I think we all agree with that. Do we have to submit that for Canada to see an award in order to win? Yeah, isn't that weird how you've got to submit your own show for an award that you might win? Let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. it. Definitely do that happen. Um, Well, uh, he does go on to say, uh, although I know very little tech is discussed. Yeah, fair point, yeah. I suppose you can't really argue that. Um, I use Bluetooth headsets with Teams, and you cannot hear JAWS, that's a screen reader, while in a meeting. Now, there was a time when you guys mentioned software that can be used to correct this problem. I cannot remember the name, and Googling hasn't helped either. Can you please remind me uh, the name of the software? Thanks for the great, in air quotes, tech show, Lawrence, who's in Nairobi in Kenya. Well, first off, thank you, Lawrence, for listening and uh, taking the time to listen to us. We will certainly do our best to make sure this is not a tech programme. Maybe that's the new line. It's not a tech show. Honest. Honest. <laughs> and then, yeah, we can use that from now on. Closer should, to we the maybe, truth. should we maybe ask for another show where we talk about <laughs> talk tech? About tech. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the expectation is on Double Tap Canada that we don't yeah. talk about tech clearly. So we need a show called, like, 
Tech show, honest. That's right. Tech show, honest. <laughs> the real tech show. <laughs> Uh, well, this is an interesting one because I have had this exact problem as well this week, and I'm afraid, Lawrence, it's not solved by software. Um, this is a Windows issue. But the good news is that the solution will be coming when Windows 11 is released. So oh. only a few, a few months to wait, and then you can use your headset with abandon. Uh, yeah, basically what happens is, this is a weird thing. Um, maybe you'll understand the technical reason behind this, Mark. I don't really get it, but... Basically, when you use a headset, a Bluetooth headset with Teams mm-hmm. in particular, it seems, mm-hmm. um, it, it cuts off. When, when you make the call, when, if I was to call you on Teams, it would cut off all other sound on the computer. So all other binks, bops, and noises that a computer would make, it just cuts all that off. Because am I right in saying, Sean, it, it changes profile or something? The Bluetooth profile of the headset changes. I think so. It seems to use the communication profile. So if you had your system audio coming through your Bluetooth connected headset, it cuts that out and you can no longer hear your screen reader or any system audio. In fact, all you hear is the other people in that call. Um, and that's the problem. And that doesn't happen in Windows 11 because we, we tried this af- for a little while, didn't we? Trying to get it to work. And well, we tried various ways and in different headsets as well. I tried my uh, Jabra headset, which I thought was pretty awful. Um, the OpenCom heads. Well, off, I, I'll, I'll say why. In fairness, the, the Jabra headsets are brilliant. And I think if you can, if you can see, and you're not using a screen reader, maybe even those with low vision who may be using magnification, this won't really be an issue. And in some cases, you can sort of see the benefits to this. I mean, it, I think it certainly classifies as a feature more than a bug, because it essentially isolates the call. So if there's anything else going on in your computer, it's not going to bother you. That actually is not a bad thing. But when you use a screen reader to control the computer, you kind of need the other voice, right? You need that going on. So that's one area where I think, you know, clearly that's a problem for us. Um, We did try it with a number of different headsets. The biggest issue I have with Bluetooth is lag and cutting off the first part of the words. Sometimes you have, so if you hit uh, the Windows key and it says search box, it'll just say search box because it's lost the S um, because it's essentially turning on the, the the audio to send it right. It's a it sounds bit of like nothing. Yeah, does it? it sounds like nothing, but it soon irritates oh, the hell out of awful. you. It's awful. It's <laughs> awful. It, no, it does. It really does. And and the Jabra headset is not great at this. I thought I'd solved it with my OpenCom headset from Aftershocks. I I did. We did try that one, and I thought it was actually okay. But then I, I was using it today, and I had to had to take it off and not use it. I was just it was driving me insane with that lag. And then of course the same problem exists because it's Bluetooth. The same issue. However. I did download the beta of, uh, or the developer edition of Windows 11. We tried it on there, not a problem. Uh, that issue has gone away. And this is something which Windows, or Microsoft, I should say, have said they will be resolving in future editions, and that is very much the case. It has been fixed. So Windows 11 will solve that problem. It will no longer switch profiles, uh, and it will be able to handle both profiles at the same time, meaning you can use your screen reader and be on a Teams call all at the same time. The problem, of course, with all that is, You've got to wait for a Windows 11 to come out. Um, but it's not far away. It's not far away. So, you know. Or simply just use wired headphones. Well, that's... Well, th- right. So here's the thing, right? I found in my... A wire? Why would we use I know, a wire? I know. I know. But you're right. I mean, today I had to, I was on a Teams call today, and I had to use a headset, and I thought, what am I going to use? And I was thinking very quickly, I'll just order something on Amazon that can come within a couple of hours. And then I realized I had these little earphones, which I've obviously gotten from, you know, an iPhone... I've just put in the box, you know, taken out the box and just shoved in the drawer. And that's got the 3.5 mil jack on it. These are great. Really decent. I mean, just do the job, you know, and, and it's very cheap, very basic and free. Basically, it came with the phone, which cost a fortune. Uh, but, you know, the point is that you get, you know, you, you've got that. And maybe that's the only way. USB is another. And don't be fooled by these headsets that have got USB connectors as well. Sometimes you get these wireless headsets that have got USB. Some of those are okay, but I tend to find those aren't, that brilliant at it, you know? Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, uh, sorry, it's not my, not the best answer in the world, Lawrence, but it's the best one I've got for you. Um, yeah. But- I, I would hope that there would be an update to Teams itself or maybe a future update to Windows 10 that would fix that because that's a serious issue from well, an accessibility it's, it's called, point It's called of Windows view. 11. Yeah, yeah, but look, hey, the system requirements for Windows 11, right? What if you can't do that? Are you going to buy a new computer to do that? Yes. Fair enough. Good point. Well made. Sorry, Lawrence. <laughs> 
Anyway, thanks for getting in touch, Lawrence. I hope that helps. Um, Harshid uh, Trevedi got in touch. I hope I pronounced that right. Great content. Great to see Sean back at it. Uh-oh. Um, hey! It's been a while. This, I think, is re- referring to TV from this week. Yes, it's been a while. Uh, it's interesting if you had the chance to go through Google I.O. and how much accessibility development and kids uh, that are available out there that they uh, are shared during I.O. Um, I think kids' content is perhaps where he means there, as opposed to kids themselves. Um, I think the biggest struggle becomes the developers aren't always willing to put their time and efforts into products that we all can use and make them accessible at the given point. Mm. Um, which is interesting. So, yeah, uh, additionally, it doesn't help that some of the uh, chip shortage, I believe, for most of these companies out here is the problem why we're not seeing any new toys or products, per se, during any of the uh, particular Google conferences. Uh, It is great to see, though, globally, that there are more companies willing to do more for us uh, in accessible terms, making it a more accessible world to live in. Um, which is brilliant. So, yeah, good point, actually, yeah. That was beautiful. That was like a speech. I loved it. it Thank was, you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, completely destroyed by me trying to read it. But there we go. Yeah, well, you know. But moving on. You um, ruin everything. It's fine. We're used to it. Thanks. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> it's it's the endless support that I get from you that makes me want to come back every week. Hey, Double Tappers. Oh, hang on. Wanna that's wrong one again. What is wrong with me today? Oh, my God. I love this show. What is wrong with me today? You're pressing all the wrong buttons. Dear. You know, a couple of months ago, Stephen said, I want to take control of the show again. I I want to fire all the liners and the music and everything, and this is the result. Isn't it fun, though? Isn't it more fun doing it this way? Get, get a blind guy just to hit buttons randomly and see what happens. <laughs> Who knows? Stick around. We're going to get into the news next, and uh, Mark's got a really boring American government story he wants to share. We'll get into that in a minute. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. It's a tech show. Honest. Uh, Right, let's get to the news. Uh, Some big news this week uh, about tech mergers, big tech mergers, and uh, apparently Biden's government in America wants to crack down and Mark cares about this so much I, you know what I care about this saying, oh, I read about this like, okay fine whatever I want to talk about this because I want your guys opinion on this and this goes back many many years when Microsoft was first under fire Bill Gates was still the head of the helm CEO and, and the government was going after them for being a quote unquote monopoly for forcing things like Internet Explorer on people and it just really it really gets me annoyed because the internet's supposed to be this wonderful free realm of information, this this endless pit of of information that we can access without any issues, without regulations, and without all that crap. And here we are, and governments are trying to stop companies from buying other companies if they could potentially compete with them. But isn't this the whole point of of business? Isn't don't you start a business to grow and be the best at what you do? And if you have the power to go buy somebody else's technology and then incorporate it in yours, doesn't that make you a better a better company? You're not forcing yourself on anybody else. Apple's not forcing themselves on anybody. No one's going out there and saying, you have to buy my phone, you have to buy my computer, you have to buy my software. So like what's the big deal here? Why is it the little people who are complaining? Is it the big people? No one wants to be picked apart. You know, you you build a successful company, and here you go, years after the government says, okay, you're getting too big, you're getting too successful at what you do, you're paying your taxes, you're doing everything you're supposed to do, and here we're going to you know put laws in place so that you can't grow even further. Like, what? Like, does that seem ridiculous to you guys? Well, it's the definition of free market capitalism, isn't it? That you know, that's the idea that you build up a company, you do well, and you know, I, I guess that on the internet, you do, you get swallowed up by other companies, and it's what makes other companies great. I mean, that's how the whole thing works, to my mind. And I don't think I always think, what do the small companies think about this? Who are getting bought up? Are they complaining with their millions in the bank all of a sudden? Of course not. Of course, yeah. they're not complaining. They sell, they have the choice to sell their company. They yeah, don't have exactly. to do it. Yeah. Oh, you know, typical so- capitalists, honestly. What's the matter with you all? What about Google, right? Google is the only real option out there for, like, search engine. 
Uh, uh, okay. Uh, hello. Have you had a it's bang? not the only option. There's, no, no, no. There's no. 700 others, but Google happens to have been around the longest, have built the largest portfolio of information. Yes, They've and done kills what they set the out others. to do. And okay, kills but that's, so what? The others. So well, what? Because well, there's no fair competition then. What if DuckDuckGo is actually better than Google and probably the better way to go, right? Then use but it. Because, because of the billions of dollars that Apple, uh, that uh, Google has given to Apple to make Google the default search engine, they don't have a chance. They don't have the finance to do that. So should there be at some point, and this is the, the conversation, at what point does a company become so big that it becomes a monopoly? Uh, at what point do you say we need well, to restrict the, I mean, that? The, definition, to, the yes. definition of a monopoly mm -hmm. is that you you have every possible, you, you're the only company that you can go to to get something. And that's not true. DuckDuckGo could have launched 10 years prior. They didn't have to launch a search engine. They saw who the competition was. They knew full well what they were getting into. Microsoft knew full well what they were getting into when they launched Bing. All these companies knew what they were getting into. They saw Google was there. They knew Google existed for 20 years. They had a choice to do that. They deserve a chance. Poor old Microsoft with their little old Bing. <laughs> Give them a chance, I say. Let the people try it out and see. But that's the but point. who's stopping them? No but one's that, stopping them. But that's them. the point. The people do choose, and they make a decision, and that's why Google's now a verb. And everyone talks. <laughs> when you talk about searching on the internet, what do you say? You say, Googling. It's what you talk about. Nobody says I'm off. I must bing that. But is that a good thing? Well, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but it certainly like, seems to be the way it is. And it's, it's like with, no, no. When you're giving technical to support to someone, right? Say your your, your mum and dad or whatever, and they don't have a clue, and they say, "Well, just how do you go on the internet?" Well, I just click on the internet button, which what they actually mean is the Internet Explorer icon on their desktop, right? Because Internet Explorer has become the way to access the internet or did well, become edge these say. days i suppose yes but see that was like that's like a monopoly it's it's pushing the other browsers out isn't it no no, no don't, don't you make the choice to be to restricted download. listen i use chrome i go i go download so do I. chrome and i use chrome as my, my primary browser on my mac that has safari as its default Yes, but it's my geeks. choice to do that. The average Joe doesn't know that. Yes, they Come do. Come on, Mark. No, they no, don't, Mark. I, They're not going to go down that. and download it. Of course not. You're talking ridiculous. I'm running out of things to argue. Okay, but is that because? <laughs> but is that because? Is that because Google did a too good of a job? You know, well, is, is that because Microsoft? Yes, oh, we put all browser there. No one. Uh, yeah, what's wrong with that? That's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the point. That's why when the government gets involved, I find it's just, it's just, a, it's just honestly, it's a make work project. I think why are you bigger, doing this? I think there's a bigger issue at hand with with tech companies and the internet and the government, and I think that's around data for sure. I think watching our data, making sure that we're. You know, our data is not being sold off to the highest bidder of whatever we do. I think that's important. The government has some some control over. I think certainly around access to what is on the internet. And I know that's a very contentious issue. If you want to have a free market and a free internet and everything available, then you're going to get pornography that goes with that, right? And that's the problem. Yeah, How do you deal Stephen. with all that? But it's true, right? I mean, you've, you. But that to me is a bigger issue. I mean, I, I don't have kids, but if I had kids, and of course I worry about people who do have kids who's accessing the internet, seeing horrific things that are going on online, things that I don't understand or, or have any involvement in. But the fact is, I am aware that people can access this way too easily. I'd rather somebody deal with that issue. I'm not really bothered about whether there's two Googles. You know, that, that doesn't well, interest no, yeah, me. Yeah, but that, that, that comes under, that's, that's the legal network, right? Legal framework. That's down to the legal system to sort out. What we're talking about here, is there such a thing as a business that's grown too big? Once a, a business hits the trillion dollar mark, is that too big? Should it be restricted, or is that going against the American dream? And who's and who's to who's the judge? Me. And you're the judge. Okay, yes, Sean's I the am. judge. Right. Okay. Right. What are you do about it then, Sean? I uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, right. <laughs> I, 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 we picked an unqualified judge. Come on. Did Trump hire you? I moot. <laughs> yeah. No. It, look. Being serious. I'm, it I just, am. It pisses me off. No, I understand. I am trying to play devil's advocate here, but I don't know. I can see some of them. But what's the end they're... result, though? I mean, look, what's the end result of this? So we break up Apple and Facebook and Google and we break them all up into small parts. Doesn't it just eventually go off and create another monster somewhere else? Of course it does. That's, it's, the, it's, that's how it works. You're basically trying to stop people from, from being successful. And yeah. I find this is the reason that companies well, that's, move that's stuff exactly offshore. Right. That's exactly right. It's, it's about... You know, it's funny. In, in Britain... 
Sorry, Britain, but it's a fact of life. You know, this is a country that loves to squeeze out people who are in any way successful, trash on them. And it's just, it's, it's a horrible way of doing things. And we're starting to see that come from the States, a country which, to me, was always the exact opposite of that, that cherished the idea of taking an idea, you know, picking yourself up by the bootstraps and going for it and creating a big company and all the rest of it. These companies, they get to a certain point and then somebody turns around and says, right now you're too big. You need to, uh, you need to stop that now. Stop being successful. We were, we were happy about you being successful when you had a billion in the bank. Now you've got a trillion. Come on. It's just nonsense. Sorry. Not, not a fan of that. I think leave yeah, it alone. I'm not an entrepreneur. Who knows? But maybe it's a case that it's just for appearances. Didn't Google go through you know, the whole alphabet? Uh, breakup. Yeah, they're they still getting sued. They're still getting pointed at. Yeah, exactly. So it maybe that's no just difference. for appearances. At the end of the day, it's still one huge organization. But look, the tax things are another thing. How many of these break up into smaller pieces for tax, uh, tax reasons? Uh, big tech has got a t- uh, tax problem as well that they need to sort out. Yeah, but then that's that would go into legal again. Listen, I think it? everybody everybody wants to pay less taxes. I think yeah, that's a, probably there's a fair... There's an extreme on big tech, though, surely. When they start basing their businesses in other countries in, and pay, like, $2 tax on a $8 billion profit, there's something wrong there. legal to do but, for them to but do they're, that. But, yeah, that was going to say, but they're doing it in a very legal way, uh-huh. and they're following the law. Mm. They're still paying billions in taxes. No, it's true. Yeah. You look at Apple when they were, when they were uh, you know, chastised for having a, an Ireland corporation, but you look at the numbers, and all they're putting through there is international orders. It wasn't U.S. Like, there, were, there was nothing unkosher about what they were doing. They were just taking advantage of the laws in that country. Taking advantage. I'm against it. Bad okay, Apple. Whatever. Uh, and right. Google. Here's and Amazon. Apple are working on... This, this move is on a bit. Apple are working on a new system which will integrate spatial audio experiences okay. into virtual or mixed reality platforms. That makes this sense. That sounds cool. That sounds very cool. They're saying... Uh, this article here, which is from somewhere, um, says that it will be... <laughs> yeah, let's do my research. <laughs> well done. Um, yes, de- I, can t- I can guarantee you... got that you, too, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely from somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, apparently they're going to use this for something like Apple Glass, which makes a lot of sense. I love the idea of the audio in this. I can see so many benefits for us as blind people in this. Um, potentially other people as well. I mean, other disabilities, other people may benefit from this, but I think certainly blind people will. Uh, they're talking about synthesized reality. That is where, um, you know, this reality goes beyond visual and includes other senses. Uh, defined as an entirely or partly computer-generated setting that a user could interact with or sense. This is obviously getting into the virtual reality side of things. Um, I just, I, I can't, I know I keep hearing this about this, this you know, virtual reality thing that Apple are going to do. I just don't buy it. I don't think Apple are going to go down the VR route. AR, yes. In fact, Tim Cook never shuts up about AR. Why is he going to suddenly come out and say, oh, well, you know, forget that. We're going to do uh, VR first. I don't buy it. I don't buy that nonsense. Uh, But speaking of Apple, there is another story which I'm intrigued about. Uh, This is a bit more closer to home. Um, The the new iOS 15 that's coming up, we will be looking into the accessibility features today on Double Tap Canada. But uh, before we get into that, there is another feature which has come out that does interest me uh, because I recently signed up to a VPN, a virtual private network. Apple now has it built in to iOS 15. Uh, I also saw it came up on my MacBook that I'd updated to macOS 12 beta. Please don't ask me about that this week. That's been an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Finally got it working, though. Um, but, yeah, iCloud Private Relay has come in, which is essentially mm. uh, their version of VPN, although this article says it's uh, better than that. Um, this is a new Cloud Plus iCloud Plus service that will offer even more features to protect user privacy, including hide my email, which is an expansion of Apple's uh, sign-in with Apple that came out in iOS 13, um, which allows users to easily set up a dynamic private email address on the fly, which is brilliant if you're always able to sign in with an Apple account. Um, I had a problem the other day trying to sign into something and trying to remember the ridiculous email that uh, Apple gave me on that particular <laughs> account. Um, perhaps more interesting, though, it is iCloud Private Relay, which is a VPN-like service that helps to protect your online identity by completely obscuring your IP address while browsing. So it's supposed to be better, at least that's how it's being pitched, than a traditional VPN, since it's set up in such a way that even Apple can't... Uh, uh, not even Apple yeah, will be able to track where you're going, which is good. Um 
there, I think there's a bit of a concern, I think, with some of these VPN providers, Mark, isn't there, that, you know, they're not particularly transparent about where your data goes either. No, not at all. Not <laughs> so that's all. the fear about choosing a <laughs> reputable VPN provider, whereas I guess that the inference here is that Apple will do it right, will do it better, um, and, you know, they themselves won't even have access to your your uh, traffic, if you like, on the internet. I like it. I like it. I like VPNs. I mean, I, I like the, you know, I made a mistake yesterday. I was, I, I had gone onto a VPN to check something out that was only available in the US and I forgot the VPN switch on. And then I was wondering why I was browsing the internet and it kept telling me like, we have to make sure you're, you're real because it does recognize some, some craziness there, but um, it, they're useful. I think they're useful in a lot of cases, especially in public places. You, you don't think they're real? No, I don't think you're real. Oh, um, okay. Right. Okay. So, why do you say that, Mark? <laughs> Explain that a bit more. Because, look, like you said, then when I think of VPN, I think, oh, I can access the American Netflix and see what's no, new. No, you there. can't. Fake news. Not anymore. Not anymore. I know. I know. But that's what they used to use them for. Is purely to see, like, seem like you're in another yeah, country exactly, and you yeah. can access right. geolock services. Yeah. So, so what is the benefit of this when it comes to privacy then? Uh, just you know, um, hiding traffic, encrypting your traffic, especially if you're like a hotspot at a coffee shop. You know, there's a lot of information that that's sent back and forth, and you know, VPNs are a way to you know just avoid data collection, really. Yeah. So, is it like end-to-end encryption then? If Apple can't see the traffic that's going through basically their servers, it must be end-to-end encrypted. Is that right? Yes. On the Apple side, for sure, I can't. I can't vouch one hundred percent for some of these other third-party, you know, VPN providers. Some of them yeah. say they are, some of them don't. But uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, cool. How much uh, is that though? I wonder how much that's going to be a month. Oh, nothing. Um, it's no. included, right? Yeah, in the, it's, it's in the iCloud Plus. Yeah, well, it's the plus. That's so. How much is the plus? I no, it's free. Um, it's free. It's, it's free, free now, but it's going to be a paid-for service. I thought it was well. Okay. No, no, right. it's going to be. But here's another uh, another feature that I want to throw in there. Um, this is something Apple had for many, many years, got rid of, and is bringing back, and is not talking about this. If you have an iCloud account and you and you rely on iCloud, you've been stuck with your I don't know Stephen Scott dot seven five five at iCloud dot com, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what your real address is, but I'm not going to tell everybody what that is. <laughs> so um, kind. But now you will be able to bring in your own domain. Oh, wow. And actually oh. create aliases and use your own domain within iCloud, something that was available in MobileMe way back when. Yeah. So if you and your family, especially if your family's in the same plan and you've got a domain name like Stevens Widgets or, or Stevens Backdoor, something oh like whatever you do, oh. um, <laughs> then you'll be able to use that domain within iCloud once more, which is great because I know a lot of people that are spending lots of, we're, we're doing it, we're spending lots of money on Microsoft Exchange, hosting all our stuff there. Does it make more sense for us to maybe do something on the iCloud side instead? Because really, their their email system and the whole kind of back end is quite brilliant in terms of the way it just works. Yeah, and it just kind of pushes them into the business end a bit more, doesn't it? That's the This is the thing. Well, they I mean, were there. I mean, they used to sell servers. You used to be able yeah, to buy right, mail yeah. servers and yes. all this stuff, and they, they kind of dropped that. Mac, what was it? The, um, the Mac OS X server. There was, there, was a, there was the right amount of ones you used to get. Remember those? And you could buy yeah, all that. Yeah. Stopped all that. Uh, and then, of course, it was the Mac Mini that was a server. Yes, I remember still, that. I don't know if they still do that as, a, as an option. Um, speaking of Apple, because, you know, we like to, um, there's a new accessory out, guys. If you've got an iPhone 12 or an iPhone 12 Pro, I just spotted this today, and uh, I think I might get myself one of these. Uh, my wife is always running her battery down, so maybe a MagSafe battery pack? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Only one colour, I think. Um, from what it's I see, oh, white, right? terrible. I think it's white. Yeah, it's just white. Yeah, but uh, but there's you yeah. know I reported right about this is that obviously it's just a battery pack that just snaps onto your iPhone, of course MagSafe compatible iPhones and charges it. Um, but I I was reading that this enables, um, I guess charging from your iPhone or I guess um, being able to charge other devices. That fe- reverse charging is what they're calling oh, it. Oh, really? I'm not well. sure how it enables that feature because all you're doing is you're charging your your phone. So I'm not sure what they maybe maybe I guess reverse charging works from the battery pack itself. I, you, I gotta read this a bit. Are you getting another with, coil? Are you getting mixed up with it? Because there's news this week of the iPads. The new iPads will have wireless charging and also that reverse charging. No, as well. here iPhone 12 reverse wireless charging can power up Apple's new MagSafe battery pack. So plug in your iPhone 12 and it could charge the external battery too. Ah, so it's like the cases. 
Remember the you know oh, the external yes. battery pack cases? You'd yeah. have it on. Those used the lightning port, but when you did plug in the case, it charged everything, the case and the phone. What they're saying here is that when you plug in your phone, it will charge not only your phone but the battery pack itself, which leads me to believe the battery pack itself doesn't have an actual an actual port in there port, for charging. Yeah. 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 Um, we'll have to find out. We'll have to get our hands on it there. Their their delivery is a is a couple couple days now, so yeah, gonna, maybe I'll that, pop yeah. into an Apple store. But I mean, you know, they have other options too. Anchor has a five thousand milliamp battery pack. Um, it's a bit slower. It's a five watt charger, whereas Apple's can do fifteen. So I mean, this is it, it's a cool accessory at ninety nine dollars. Now, if you're not into your smartphones and you think you know this is all great, guys, but I don't want a smartphone. I want something a bit simpler. Um, I've talked before about the blind shell classic phone which yes. was out uh, we did a tv show on it actually we did uh, double tap tv on it and um it's a great little device well they've brought out a new one and for people who don't know it's very kind of similar to the old candy bar style phones it's got an actual keypad on it a bit like your old traditional nokia 3310 design in that style it's got the numeric keypad on it that's what you use to type in but the phone speaks as well and it reads all the menus you need to and you can even uh, actually interact with the phone via your voice uh, you can dictate to the phone. You can, you know, ask it to send a message, that kind of thing. All very exciting. But there is a new phone uh, which is coming out. Now, I don't have any images to look at here, but I do have um, some information about it. So there'll be some new distinct buttons on this, a new button to hear all the status information quickly, including signal strength and battery. Mm. Um, instead of having a square navigation pad like was available on the previous phone to go up and down, left and right, it's a more simpler interface with an up and down arrow button. Um, you'll be able to press a button to repeat the last spoken text. Because, you know, like most people, uh, it's, the phone will sometimes speak. And then if someone else speaks to you at the same time, you don't hear it. So you can press the button again and then it'll read that back to you. Um, and the volume keys are located on the side of the phone. One unique feature about the Blanchard phone as well is that it has an SOS button on the back. Uh, it will still have an SOS button on the new one, uh, but it could be programmed to someone uh, who you need to re reach out to if there's an emergency. So you don't have to go into... Uh, the phone functionality and find that person, you can just press the SOS button, hold it in for a couple of seconds and then get contact with the person you want to um, to get some assistance. There's a dedicated button for dictation as well. So if you're in a text message field or a place that you need to insert text instead of having to type it in using the numbers, like the old-fashioned style T9 keyboards, you can just press the voice dictation button, which again is a physical button like all the buttons, and it will allow you to start inputting the text. And what's also quite cool is you don't have to be on the internet to use that, uh, which with previous iterations you may have had to be online. You don't have to be on Wi-Fi to do it. And, you know, something you can do on this phone, which is really cool, you can take the battery out. Oh. Get rid of the battery. Um, and it will ship with a battery, of course, that you can take out. And you can use USB-C, which is the new uh Functional is the new way of, of charging on this particular phone. So if you've got a couple of USB-C cables, you can use them. And also you'll have a cable and a cradle to simply set the whole thing in. It's also got a lot of volume on it and lots of other stuff as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll try and review that when it comes out. But um, that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, it's a very simple, basic phone, but it has quite a lot of functionality. I'm quite impressed by this. And price-wise, uh, the previous version was uh, 349 this one will be $399, so price not going up too much. And uh, there's, the company are saying that you know a lot of features that are being added in are requests by customers. So there you go. That appeal yeah, to you, Sean? Yeah, quite cool. Yeah, well, see, I, I, used, <laughs> I used to think, well, this is just for people who don't want to put the time in to learn you know, uh, oh. iOS or Android. No, that's what I used to think, but... Now I look at it as, you know what, it's another option. And if you've got yeah. difficulties in swiping on the screen or using a touchscreen with these physical buttons, of course, it's a great idea. And it, it, it's proven to be really popular. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't got any problem with it at all. Shut up, Stephen. I think it's great. Okay, fine. All right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, right, stick around. We're going to be talking about iOS 15 accessibility features and Ooh. a new pair of glasses that are smart. And I've got them details next this and is double tap canada we'll be back in a moment this is double tap canada have your say right now call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca now back to the show 
Yeah, we're back. Here it is, Double Tap Canada. And, uh, yeah, I must admit, I'm quite excited to tell you all about these glasses. But I'm not going to tell you yet. <laughs> Why would I do that? That would just be too easy, You're too nice. You're a master of suspense, Stephen. You're like that Hitchcock fella. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Hitchcock fellow. <laughs> that, that fellow of, uh, yeah. Oh, that. my God. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, I have to say, I'll tell you, though, so this week I had an absolute nightmare with my MacBook Pro. Oh, actually, MacBook Air, what am I talking about? Because I sold the MacBook Pro to get the MacBook Air. Don't ask. Um, but, yeah, so I got the MacBook Air, and um, I decided to put the beta on it, the uh, macOS 12 beta. And Just for you Canadians, it's a, it's a beta. Oh, stop that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, beta. It's a beta. Um, so, yeah, so I put it on, and I didn't really like it. I thought, oh, that's terrible. So I'll just go back to my original, you know, 11.4, whatever it is at the minute. And I thought, okay, that's cool. So uh, I go back into the internet recovery mode, and it says, nope, you have to. Basically, all you can do is re- reinstall macOS 12 beta. So I go and Google it. Yes, Sean, I said Google it. And uh, sue Boo. me, sue me. <laughs> and uh, then I uh, I checked it out, and it turns out you've got to create like a USB stick, which has got the OS on it as a startup disk, and you've got to load all that up, and blah, 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 blah. So I did all that, and mm. I reformatted my hard drive, put in the USB stick, ran it, and I get as far in the setup as creating a computer account, and it just stops me just freezes out and it wouldn't do anything and then it came up with an error message and said sorry you can't use that username my name I couldn't use my name to log in and set up a computer Good. account ridiculous so googled that sue me and um, it turns out there's a bug there's a bug in 11.4 or the, or the existing version of macOS I think it's 11.4 and also it seems to exist as well into macOS 12 beta because I tried that as well by just loading up the beta, same thing happens. So if you are refreshing your computer, guys, at any point, just be careful, because you might run into this problem, and I'm not even going to get into how I managed to solve it, but it was an absolute nightmare. Um, you've got to have the same machine, you've got to hook it up by a USB-C on the same port, and oh, it's just an absolute nightmare. Good news is, it's all fixed now. So I'm happy again. Well, hang on, you say it's all fixed, you're still back to running well, the beta. Well, that's but that's only because I couldn't be bothered going back through all that carry-on again. I just wanted something to work. So you're back to where you were I'm before back to you exactly started. where I started. And then the funny thing is, I was going, oh, this is terrible. And then I went, iCloud Private Relay is available. I'm like, ooh, I must try that. So I'm not wanting to get rid of it now. Oh my I'm God. quite happy. Um, right, let's talk about iOS 15. Of course, it's coming out, what we, it's fall, isn't it? Fall, that's what they say. Um Probably not like that, though. Uh, Autumn for the rest of us. Uh, Yes, this is uh, the time we're going to get a new operating system for the iPhone. What accessibility features will be in there? Well, we sent Sean Brees to find out. Beta, 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 or beta, 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 however you want to say it. At the moment, around here in Double Tap Towers, you can't move without bumping in to a beta, whether it be Windows 11 or, as I'm going to focus on today, iOS 15. Yep, it's that time of year again where we will shortly be seeing the official release of that new operating system for your iPhone. And what's the only thing we really care about when it comes to a new operating system? The accessibility! Here is a quick rundown of the new accessibility features coming in iOS 15 that I'm most excited about. For those of us who can't actually see any images or photos on our iPhone, things are about to get interesting. The new Image Explore feature in iOS 15 builds on the image descriptions we currently have in iOS and takes them to a whole new level. With the ability just to move your finger around an image and have a detailed description of any people or objects in the photo and also pick out any text that may be in a photo, be it handwritten or printed. For example, if you have a photo of a shop or storefront and there's a sign with their telephone number or website link on it, then the new live text feature will be able to recognize that and give the option to double tap on it to call the shop or visit their website. Cool! And if you have a photo of a receipt, it will present the text to voiceover users as a table, including column headers, making it much easier to navigate and read. For people with hearing difficulties, there's some great news when it comes to headphone accommodations. 
there's a new ability to import audiogram tests, be that on paper or PDF. After a hearing test, you can scan your audiogram into iOS 15, and it will use this to automatically adjust the headphone settings, adjusting them to perfectly fit your level of hearing. Also, for hearing aid users, there's added support for bi-directional audio, meaning that you can use your hearing aid to make and participate in calls. Look out for hearing aids certified as made for iPhone, coming later this year. If you find everyday environmental or background noise distracting or even uncomfortable, then the new background noises feature could help. This new feature allows you to pick a continuously playing background sound, such as rain or ocean. This should help mask any distracting noises around you, allowing you to focus or keep calm or just relax. Finally, for people who are unable to use the touchscreen of a device, there's the new sound-activated switch control. This allows people to use simple, non-verbal commands such as pops and clicks to navigate and control their device without the need for switch hardware or complicated verbal commands. There's also added support for eye-tracking hardware coming later this year, and for users of the voice control feature, there will be added support for many more languages. Now that is the main ones that I'm excited about, but there are others such as display accommodations on a per app basis. So if you want high contrast or inverted colors on one app, but not on another one, you can do that. The magnifier will now be its own standalone app. No more having to go to the control center to find it. And in even more accessibility goodness, even the Apple Watch is getting improvements. With its new assistive touch feature, you'll be able to control your Apple Watch by simply making gestures, such as clenching your fist or making a pinch motion with your fingers. Amazing for those who can't use the touch screen. Anyway, that's just some of the new accessibility features we're looking forward to. And of course, when the official release hits us sometime in September, we expect, we'll give you even more details. All right, thanks for that, Sean. Good to know what's going on in iOS 15 and lots of accessibility features. I remember you saying to me when I asked you to do this, or forced you to do it, I can't remember which one it was, uh, no. but I was like, you know, there's lots of features. You're like, no, there's not. There's not that many. There's tons. Tons coming is, in actually, yeah. iOS 15. It's, it's more that it just covers a whole wide, wide range. Usually we just focus on the visually impaired stuff, but the amount of work that's gone into other disabilities is, mm. is really impressive, yeah. I think last year, iOS 14 was very much for people with hearing problems. That was, that was certainly what came out of that. This year, it seems to be they're even going further. And, you know, we're all getting something out of it, which is absolutely fantastic. Okay, great. Well, look, we're going to talk about smart glasses. I'm really excited about smart glasses. Do you know what? I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to hold Again. on to a short break. I know, but they're so exciting. Uh, we'll get to the smart glasses and how wonderful they are, or not, after this. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Now, back to the show. So, I received something exciting in the post this week, guys. It's useless to you, give it to me. Uh, well, that, yeah, <laughs> might not be wrong on that one, actually. Uh, yeah, so uh, TCL, the company TCL, which... I um, love them! I know, you love them. I, I think they're huge in Canada and the US. What does it stand for? Totally... No, let's not do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I, I don't know. And to be honest, in the UK, they're kind of they're non-existent in some ways. Um, I mean, they're around. We have some phones, but that's it. Do you want to know what they originally stood for? It originally stood for Today China Lion. Oh, okay. Well, that makes total sense. It's a Chinese you, company, yeah. So, well yeah, does that make sense? Um, yeah. Well, good luck to the lions. Um, but yeah, this <laughs> is this is cool. Uh, so they've developed a pair of uh, glasses that are in quotes smart. I'll explain why that's in quotes. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you can necessarily call these smart glasses. They're called uh, Nextwear G, N-X-T, 
W-E-A-R-G, uh, from TCL. And these are sold as an immersive 140-inch screen anywhere, anytime. So what it's doing is it's putting a large screen in front of you on your glasses. So they look like regular glasses. And interestingly, I, as you know, uh, like to wear my Bose frames generally, uh, especially when I'm doing the TV show because the lights on the show are a nightmare. So I, I tend to wear them, just helps me out. These are smaller than my Bose frames in terms of the frame size, which is pretty impressive, actually. Inside them, you have these tiny little micro OLED screens from Sony that are actually built into this. And they give you the impression when you wear them as if you're sitting in front of a, a very large screen, which in this case would be a 140-inch screen. Um, in terms of weight, you're looking at about 100 grams. Uh, there is a cable. That's the only thing. There's a cable that runs out the back of these, off the back of the right arm, goes down your back or wherever you want, and it can go into any device which supports USB-C and DisplayPort. The port you're connecting to has to do USB-C and DisplayPort. And the reason for that is because it's obviously going to carry that video connection. Uh, it's all powered via the phone or whatever it's connected into, which is kind of handy. There's no battery in this, which makes it lightweight, 100 grams, which isn't that heavy. I mean, it's, it, it does feel fairly chunky in your hand, but, you know, it's actually quite comfortable to wear. Uh, and that USB cable adds about another 30 grams on. So it's, you know, fairly decent. Uh, you don't really notice the cable. I thought I might. It might irritate me, but it doesn't. Um and actually, in a lot of ways, I did speak to TCL about this, and I asked the question, you know, is this something you could have made that would be wireless? And they said, yeah, we could, but then it'd be much heavier because you'd have yeah, to have battery a and... huge battery on it, yeah. So, yeah, yeah pretty good. Uh, so you've got that. You also get different connectors, so you can, uh, you know, for your different sizes of noses. In my case, I don't know what kind of nose I've got, but I did have to use the largest one. So I've clearly got a huge nose. Um, and you get a little adapter, which if you want to, you could take to your optician, I guess, uh, or your eye doctor or whatever, and get uh, your prescription put in so you could actually have your own prescription put into these glasses. And it's really nice. So wait, it you, just could, you could see through on. them, right? Well, that's the thing, right? So I, I read it as initially when I read the documentation, kind of gave me the impression that the, the screens themselves were transparent. But it's not transparent. Uh, in fact, when you wear them, all you can see is black, nothing, until you put the screens on. And, of course, you've got something to look at. But because the frames are actually quite small, you can see around the frames. So you can look up a bit and you can look under them or, you know, put your head down and look over them. You can't mm. see through them at all. Uh, yeah, you and can perch them on the end of your nose and look over them. That's, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, like your granddad would, you know. Yeah. Um, so you've got that. Um, and the screen itself is good. I mean, look, from my point of view, here's where I am with this. To me... This is like looking at a 140-inch screen, or let's just say a cinema screen, but I'm at the back of the cinema. And the reason I say that is because, to me, it's like that feeling of being right at the back of the cinema where you've got the screen in front of you, but it just feels a bit too far away. Now, I think for you, Mark, this would be fine. Absolutely fine. I don't doubt for a second you'd love these. In fact, you would love them. If I send them to you, but you're not getting yeah. them. Um, but yeah, exactly. But they would be. They would be absolutely brilliant for you. You would probably love this. But for me, they just feel a bit too far away. The screen is just as blurry as any screen I would look at. So it doesn't really make any difference. Now, maybe getting a bit of prescription in there might help. I don't know. But at the moment, it, it didn't really do much for me. And, and trying to use, as I did with a, a Windows computer and an Apple Mac, I tried hooking them up. And yeah, it all connects beautifully. The screen is so bright. It's so vivid. It's so clear. Um, I say clear. Clear to other people, I guess. To me, it's just bright and vivid. Um, but I couldn't use a computer on it because there was no way I could see anything that was going on on that screen at all. I mean, even less than I could normally. So, mm. you know, not brilliant in that regard. So I think for someone who's got, you know, the amount of vision I've got, probably not a good idea. But if you've got low vision and you've got a reasonable amount of distance vision, then this, this might be okay. If you've got central vision loss, uh, this is not going to work for you. But if you have peripheral vision loss, then this might actually work for you because it will bring that screen right into focus. The other thing about it is it's not 3D. You can watch 3D content on it. not entirely sure how that would work necessarily, but you can apparently use it to watch 3D content. But really, it's not built as a 3D device, meaning if you have uh, monoscopic vision, in other words, you only have the use of one eye, then you can still benefit from this. You don't lose out like you would with VR. Do so, they, yeah, it's kind of do cool. They, um, do they... Um I'm trying to understand how the design because it looks almost like the screens are on the top and they reflect down onto the 
onto the glass of the that glasses. That's exactly right. So the glasses are all okay. the, the glass in front of you is almost at an angle. Um, a but bit it's like not those transparent. Kits you get. No, exactly. It, no, there's no transparency. Because it says, I mean, their website says that you could, you know, get the most of your smart device. Uh, uh, a transparent display gives you full privacy, yet allows you to see the real world around you safely. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I don't understand that either. Yeah. You can see the world around you by looking around the glasses. Yeah, but they're, they're, but they're showing but, someone actually looking through them. But, the, but I don't know how that works, because that's not the, the case with what I've seen. And have you nothing... peeled the cover off the lenses, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you taken the black tape off the actual... Maybe, maybe, there's, a, maybe there's a big piece of glass, a bit of paper on the front I have not noticed oh, yet. It says, removed would, before just, use. Would that just not be typical if that was the case? I'm like, oh, these are terrible, God. I can't see a thing. Yeah, send so, them to me, I'll check them out for you. <laughs> that would be I, so funny. Actually, you should send them to Mark, because these aren't yeah, really for us, right? right? They are exactly... It's not... Uh, uh, these are a bad product at all. No. FedEx.com. These are for if you're traveling, if you're on a plane or a train, you want to watch something. These are perfect for that. I was so excited because I thought, oh, I can play my game. I can get my truck driving game started again and I can get the screen right up close to my face. Absolute joy. Um, but it just feels it's not quite there for me. I think definitely this is built for someone who's got full sight without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, there is another side to this which perhaps doesn't come through um, because the marketing is all about the visuals. There is audio in these as well. So it's like a step up from my Bose frames. I've now not just got the audio, I've also got screens as well. Uh, but you do get audio, which is just at the back of the le- at the back of each arm. There's a little speaker, which you can get. It doesn't seem to be uh, project firing in the way that Bose is, but you can hear it when you're out. You know, if, if someone's standing next to you and you've got it loud, you will hear it. So that's something to be aware of. But of course, you can always just use your... Uh, your headphones if you want to listen. You don't have to use that. But no, I mean, overall, brilliant device. I think it is. And and we'll say one thing. I mean, it is absolutely what it says on the tin. And, you know, when you plug it into a device, obviously Apple iPhones at the minute, not possible because they're not USB-C, which, you know, kind of had a bit of an aha moment with that one thinking, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm, That's not going to work. But, you know, if you've got a device that's Android, if you've got a device like, a you know, an iPad even, or a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro or whatever, anything with a USB-C port on it or a PC, then you can plug it up to that and you could have that uh, that functionality. No, I mean, it's a nice piece of kit. Coming out in uh, North America later in the year, price in the moment is in euros, so the suggested dollar price might be around 700 uh, US dollars. Not entirely sure about Canadian pricing at this point. What's your uh, postal code again? <laughs> I'll tell you after the show, because I, ha- I may be sending these to you. I may be sending them to you. I think it is something that is going to probably benefit you far more than it would ever benefit me. I think that is for sure. Um, but no, I'm excited by them. I really, I, I think this kind of product is great. I love where it's going and, you know, more and more smart glasses. Please keep making them, because that's my thing. So like, just keep making this stuff, because it gets it into the way of our thinking that this is a normal way to, to function. Let's be honest, though. Sean, we're all just waiting for Apple Glass to drop and then we'll all be happy. That's the bottom line. Yes, absolutely right. Correct. Uh, That's it for our show this week. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Thanks for your feedback as well. Keep that feedback coming. Uh, I'm not going to say it because um, the lovely lady will in just a second. Uh, But all for me to say is Mark Aflalo, thank you. You're welcome. And Sean Brees, thank you. Thank you. Catch you next time, guys. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1 844 971 1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.